Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent to have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Well, it is time again to uh, bring into the studio our parenting expert, Amber Scotchburn, also author of the book, Parenting with a Twist. And at this time of the year, I'm thinking we're going to talk about something to do with school. Amber, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. How are you, Dave? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. So the the summer, sort of, not technically, but kind of over. And yes, back to school it is. This is a time of transition. Yes, it is. For... Pretty much everybody involved in anything to do with kids, parents, teacher, education system. It's all a big change for everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, you seem all about setting circumstances up for success. So at at this stage of the game, what are you looking to do? Um, Yeah, you're 100% right because that's even the subtitle on my book. So good job on remembering (laughs) that, Dave. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm all about setting kids up for success. And one of the key components right now is looking at the parent-teacher uh, relationship. This has a serious impact. It does, yeah. They su- they suggest, um, they being statistical research, um, suggest that kids will have fewer behavioral problems and better academic performance based on that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, which I found, which I, which I sort of knew because I had researched that piece before, um, but what I found was more interesting when I started researching it from the teacher's perspective is that teachers uh, report having better self-perception of themselves and their teaching abilities and better job satisfaction when the parent-teacher relationship is cohesive. Oh. Yeah. Is the system as it stands uh, conducive to healthy relationships in this way? (laughs) That's a really big question. (laughs) But if we were to kind of boil it down to some tips... (laughs) All right. I believe there are are some tips that we could uh, talk about that could facilitate that. Um, The system as it stands, I think there's some other things that could be worked on. But if we just want to take the simplicity of the parent-teacher relationship, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then I think we could probably start with that. Stepped around that one. Okay. Um, well, because I because I am the author of the book, but I also run a tutoring agency in town, and mm-hmm. and we like to have great relationships with the schools. So understood. That's yes. okay. <laughs> um, so and, and actually, we're doing it right now. But one of the first key things is is actually smiling. Um, so there's actually a certain amount of neurotransmitters that are released when we do smile. Hmm. And um, I kind of joke with the teachers that I've worked with that. Uh, as I mentioned to you, my we've, my kids have all started school and one of them's already homesick. Yeah. Um, and so I always say I'd rather them come home with a smile than come home with the flu or, you know, a sore throat or something like that. So if their teacher is able to sort of just get through the day uh, on those days where it feels maybe longer or, or little Johnny's acting up or whatever the case may be, but still help hold a smile on their face, 
greet their par- um, their parents if there's parents dropping them off, but mm-hmm. their kids with a smile. Um, there's a video going around on Facebook where a teacher made up a unique handshake for every child coming into the classroom. Seen it. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's brilliant, right? It's just that it's just that extra connection. Um, and if you're, you're feeling, sometimes we're overwhelmed as teachers. Maybe we have kids of our own and we're also trying to rush to get out the door to get them to school. And then now we're at school and we have to transition. But actually being able to just put a smile on your face um, changes your transmitters. And then it's a reflection. It's like a mirror, right? Then that will cause other kids to smile too. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and obviously if you're a parent and you're going to be approaching a teacher about something, think about the difference on your face, how it looks if you walk in and you're kind of like already looking like it's going to be destructive conversation as opposed to coming in with a smile. Fair enough. And another tip would be to start building rapport. And uh, the really simple way to do this as a teacher is to get to know your children's names in the classroom. Um, so when I taught, um, my standard policy was always to just take a eight by and a half by 11 paper, fold it into three. Well, the kids would do that, put stand it up on their desk, put their name on it. Um, I usually have them also put like a symbol of something that they liked. And right away, there's an instant connection between myself and them because I know their names. And I joke and I'd say, by the by Friday, I'd know your names because if I need to really call on you because, you know, you're talking or something, then I already know your name. Mm. Um, and then the symbol on it allows the other kids in the classroom to go, okay, oh, that person likes music too. Or, you know, and it gives you a connection. Um, and while you're up there teaching, you can already connect with just by looking across for what they like and bring an example in from something that say you're teaching a math concept and you see that majority of the kids like music well you can use music as your example so it instantaneously just builds that connection and that relationship yeah um parents how that works for them is um i know the teachers that that love starbucks and love tim hortons and they see a parent walking up and hand them over a tim hortons or a starbucks just because they've you know taken the time to know their name and what their favorite coffee is for example or their favorite tea, it, it just sets everybody off on a great foot. Wow, you live in a wonderful world. <laughs> I, I really do. You can ask my kids. <laughs> they, they uh, you know, they know I'm pretty happy most of the time. So, um, but but when we're talking about starting off the school year that way, right? There's not any. There really shouldn't at that point be any negative hmm. relationship pieces, right? And Hope so not. these are the 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 key of the foundation, I guess, if you will, if you're building a house, you want these key pieces to build a house so that it, it stands. Um, and if we want to start the school year on a really amazing foot and have this beautiful relationship, uh, which I believe can can be had between, it's basically just a human being and another human being, right? A teacher and a parent. Um, and, it, and when these foundations aren't built and little Johnny is having some troubles, then, then the maybe the success of little Johnny then becomes at stake because then it becomes about the dynamic between the two people as opposed to the team atmosphere of Johnny. Mm -hmm. Because the health of the parent-teacher relationship could have as much impact as as pass or fail for the student, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, and and if you think about it from a situation, so when I taught, um, I would call home um, the beginning of school for every child and I taught high school, so when people say, oh, every child, and, you know, I've got 30 kids in my class, and maybe they're an elementary school teacher, although I think the, the numbers went down this year, mm-hmm. but as a high school teacher, I taught between 90 to 120 kids a day, depending on my rotational schedule. 
Um, and you, you, you just carve it out, right? You carve out that time and you phone home and you say something nice about each one of them. Because guess what? Then when you phone home <laughs> and you need to say they're not doing their homework or this project hasn't been handed in or whatever, you're already starting on a nice foot. Like you've, you've built some sort of a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, psych- from a psychological point of view, it takes uh, 10 comments, positive comments, to erase one negative comment. So I'm not saying you need to phone them 10 times, um, but you need, both people need to realize that um, that is our psychology for whatever reason. And so if, we, if we're going to start everything negatively, or we only talk to parents when it's negative, or parents only talk to teachers when it's negative, then the foundation's not there. Yeah. What is next on this list of yours? <laughs> um, my perfect list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of mentioned it in creating a team atmosphere. Um, so as I mentioned previously, I, I run a tutoring agency and so typically that would be a parent calling in for help for their, for their son or daughter. Um, and right from that point, we, we talk about team. So we're going with little Johnny today. So team little Johnny, basically. Um, and we include on that team, the parents, the tutor, uh, myself and the teacher, um, and, and anybody else. So that could be aunts and uncles or grandparents who also take care of them, maybe a soccer coach, like whoever they're connected to. Mm. And so when I think of the parent-teacher relationship, they, they're almost equal. And sometimes actually a teacher might see a, a child more than a parent sees the child in any given day, um, just with nature of work and, and whatever else is going on in everybody's worlds. So they're, they're pretty important on the team. The teacher's pretty important and the parent's pretty important. Um, and how I like to explain that to our tutoring clients is that basically both of those people are role models. So if you're, if little Johnny's having this behavior and you're not sure where it's coming from at home, you can probably talk to the teacher and they're going to have a really good idea of maybe he's being picked on or maybe he's not eating his lunch or, or whatever it is because they see them so much of the time. And then vice versa. If the, if the teacher's seeing, you know, little Johnny's doing this or doing that and they're just unsure, the person who's probably the expert best on them next to them would be the parent. So imagine if you could just have that relationship where you just talk about it. And figure that out. And who's going to benefit from that is little Johnny. Yeah, sure. So um, so team, definitely building a team. Okay. Uh, not seeing each other as kind of against each other. Um, trust is, is pretty huge in communication. Um, so as I mentioned with communication, starting with positive, using a smile, using the person's name, um, realizing that there might be some conflict and that as long as it's healthy in terms of how you're going to communicate that, and what that will look like is the parent, in this case, let's say, being open to receiving that information that perhaps little Johnny is not perfect. <laughs> mm. um, and then the, the teacher being open and willing to hear that, well, maybe it's because little Johnny, somebody passed away in the family or, you know, he's transitioning between mom and dad's house, um, you know, or, or whatever, sure. of the multitude of reasons. Um, and sometimes I know as teachers, we get bogged down with the curriculum and, oh my goodness, I just need to get this taught. And we kind of forget that there might be kids in front of us that have all those factors going on in their worlds. Um, and then vice versa as a parent, we think, Hey, this teacher, you know, needs to get it together and just be teaching my kid what I need them to have taught and not worry about this other piece. But, but a good teacher would worry about that other piece too. So it's kind of actually, um, understanding that you're both coming from the same hopefully the same positive perspective on wanting little Johnny to be successful mm-hmm. um, and good communication and trust in each other would be able to do that. Uh, as an example, 
anytime my kids are going kind of through anything, depending on the relationship and the, the communication style I've built with that teacher. So some teachers would prefer just an email. Some teachers are okay with you dropping in. Um, some teachers want a phone call and vice versa with parents. So you kind of establish that. Then I just let them know. Um, I'll give you an example. I, my bonus daughter came from Francophone school, was in English in high school. Um, she was failing everything. Um, I'm, you know, kind of unbeknownst to us. And then one day she kind of came home and she was crying, thinking she was going to fail. And I just talked to the teacher and it was a simple email just saying, hey, I don't know if you know, realize she came from Francophone. The teacher was like, I had no idea. Let's back her up a couple steps. Let's get her to resubmit a couple things. And, you know, boom, she was back up. But if I never had that conversation with the teacher, then, and the teacher never was able to hear me, then that might not have been that kind of a situation. Right. Is that it? <laughs> um, the last kind of piece I have, and it, and it flows in every single one of my chapters and, and what I believe at home as well with my own kids, is that role models. So a teacher is a role model and a parent is a role model. And as I've mentioned, pretty equally to kids. And so when a teacher is just maybe dealing with that hard to deal with kid in, cl- in class, then kids are going to see that and they're going to respond in the same way. Um, so, you know, if you're not able to exude that patience in one particular moment, the kids are picking up on that. And then you are wondering why they're maybe not treating that child right. And there's usually something there. Mm. Um, same with parents. If you're talking on the phone or you picked your child up and you're standing in the schoolyard and you're talking about the teacher <laughs> and your child is right there, that's really not very healthy. Um, so you just want to make sure that you're, when you realize how your children in front of you whether you're the teacher or the parents are behaving, there's generally a reflection from how you're behaving. So if you want them to see you as behaving in a way that is all of what I've just talked about, good communication and working together towards a goal and team building, you have to remember that they hear lots (laughs) and they watch. So you just basically need to make sure you're role modeling that kind of behavior. Okay, we'll have to leave it there, but uh, wonderful advice uh, towards uh, success at school through the uh, parent-teacher relationship. Are we going to pursue this on another occasion? Yes, I think uh, next month because it is a bigger topic, and Mm -hmm. next month it's going to be report cards and how to have the parent-teacher conference around report cards. Okay, I just got chills for some reason, but... We won't talk about your past report cards, okay. Dave. <laughs> Amber Scotchford, always a pleasure. Thank you. Great to have you with me today at Parenting with a Twist. I would very much appreciate it if you could give me a five-star rating on Google or iTunes. Or heck, why not both? To learn more about The Twist, I invite you to visit our website, parentingwithatwist.com, where you can listen to past podcast episodes and download a teaser from my book. Oh, right. (laughs) My book. It's called Parenting with a Twist. 12 positive parenting tips for raising confident and success-ready children. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to take a moment to thank yourself for getting twisted with us today.